2: What should we take from the Cowboys last night? I think a lot. It's one thing to just win and beat the Giants, which the Cowboys always do, Pearl Off with Dak Prescott at the helm. It's another to thoroughly whitewash them in every phase of the game. Both offenses, obviously the Giants' offense was terrible. They didn't score a point. But Dallas' offense was not crisp. They were rusty, but the defense and the special teams led the way. They They are that good.
0: They weren't rusty. It was a monsoon. Well, they was, also
2: didn't play any preseason games.
0: Yeah, but they, the there was uh, By the way, I was wrong. Pollard did have a better average than I thought. I said the last segment he was around four. He was around five per carry, but it didn't matter. They were up 16-0 because of two miscues by the Giants before the offense really had a chance to do anything. So I, I don't think you could tell anything from that game. I This is going to sound dismissive, but I don't even want to hear about the Cowboys until January 12th in the, the divisional round playoff match. We know they can be a really good play, uh, regular season team. What do they have to do to be different than last year's twelve and five team or the year before that twelve and five team? Micah Parsons was awesome last year too. Yeah, he was unbelievable. So, what is different about this team? Is it Mike McCarthy's play calling? We haven't seen that yet.
2: Well, I mean, that's a little hard, right? In the brain. yeah, yeah, I mean, who
0: knows? Oh. I mean, also in the blowout, they, they they didn't need his play calling. Right. Next week, we get they have the Jets coming up. Then they have Cardinals, a win. And then New England and at San Francisco. There's some tests coming up for Dallas. And
2: then at the Chargers. I mean, that's a game where you have to put up a lot of points. Listen, I'll agree, but I thought that the defense was better than advertised. We know they're good. They were super good. And again, this is supposed to be a Giants team. And I know they got behind the eight ball very early because of the miscues and the special teams, and then the... Uh, the, the, the fumble the, pick thing, whatever yeah, that was. Yeah, the field goal attempt return for a touchdown, and then the fumble return, or whatever, return for a yeah. touchdown. And it put the Giants behind the eight ball, but to not, to suffocate them in that way, when the Giants did make meaningful upgrades on the offense by adding receivers... This was really impressive to me. 8552124 CBS 8552124227. You know what else was impressive? And this is one that you called that I wanted to wait and see. And that's Jordan Love. Now, whether you think this was a lot of Green Bay and also a little help here by the fact that the <laughs> Chicago Bears were god awful yesterday. But Jordan Love looked totally comfortable. Three touchdowns, no picks, 245 yards. He was in command, Perloff. This Mm. is such a great start. If you're a Packer fan, you knew that Love was like, you know, he had been in games before. He's been sitting behind Rodgers for three years. I didn't think it would look this seamless. I'm just not sure how much to credit the Packers or just look at Chicago and be like, wow, Chicago stinks.
0: Okay, you know I'm super high on Jordan Love. Yes. Not blown away by this game.
2: Is that right?
0: I thought he looked good and competent, but he certainly didn't look like Aaron Rodgers. And it's another don't overreact to week one. They clearly own the Bears just like the Cowboys own the Giants. It was so hard to separate the Bears' incompetence. And, and also, Jordan Love, look at his final box score, 15 for 27, 245. That is really modest. Aaron Jones looks great, but then he pulled up with a hamstring issue at a certain point of the yep. game. I did like the Packers defense, but it kind of feels like same old story with Packers. Really good defense. I don't know. I want to see Jordan Love get in a shootout. Is he? Is he in the Josh Allen category? Is he in the Justin Herbert and now Tua apparently yes. category? I don't know. I, I wasn't ready to. I'm big Jordan Love. I didn't see exactly what I wanted to see. Uh, In game one, because the Bears are so bad, Maggie, it's just impossible for me to tell
2: the Bears. Can we just fast forward this thing and just do what we all know is going to happen, which is (laughs) the head coach is going to get fired. And let's just start this thing over because I didn't understand when you're down double digits. Why aren't you throwing the ball then? I thought last year I understood it because it's like they don't have any receivers and you know, Justin Fields is still super young, but I don't understand this year. Why did DJ Moore have two targets and two catches? That makes I no, no sense. I have no idea. And
0: also he had he had a great drive in the first quarter where I'm like, oh, they finally, or maybe it was second quarter. Early second in the game, quarter. he had a nice drive. And I'm like, ah, they finally found a passing game and then they just abandoned it. it. I'd give a little credit to Green Bay. Again, their defense was great. Uh, Rashawn Gary looks amazing again. So yeah, it, it's just a mess there. I was thinking about Caleb Williams. We can get into the tanking teams later, but yeah. if Chicago, who was the, the worst team in the league last year, if they tank again, I wonder if that's one of the teams Cale Williams is not interested in playing for.
2: Oh, well, depends who's coaching the team, although does it doesn't matter, I guess. Well, I it's guess a, I think
0: it's, it's a plus that you get to hire a new coach. So you bring in a new coach, but it's cold and it seems like the place where quarterbacks go to die. Yeah. Justin Field went to die. Green Bay's the opposite it's a place where quarterbacks go to the hall of fame And <laughs> <Yeah>. Jordan love
2: <laughs> over I, and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. So
0: I, I'm going to agree with you. I give Jordan love a B plus. Is that a fair grade? Uh, But you were, see, my expectations were higher than yours. Yes,
2: mine weren't very high. So I think you're going to, you know, continue on the legacy of beating up on the Bears. You did so in convincing fashion. No one ever thought the Bears were coming back in that game. They had it running away. And it was also not just the offense, behind defensive highlights like this one from Quay Walker.
3: Fields takes the snap. Scans the secondary with time. Now fires it up in the middle. Intercepted. Wayne Walker at the 30 to the 25. Cutting right. Breaks a tackle. Spins to his left. Still on his feet. 15-10. Wow. He's going to the house. Wow. To the house. Wow. Touchdown Green Bay. And an opening day. Dagger.
2: There you go. Hmm. And that was Wayne Larrabee and the Packers Radio Network with the dagger.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's about time some of those... Nine first round picks on Green Bay's defense. <laughs> finally did something. Yeah,
2: finally started to uh, carry their weight.
0: Uh, again, I'm just I'm seeing it everywhere. I feel like, and I, I'm the Jordan Love guy, I don't want week one overreactions. This week one, we really, really don't know yet. All we know for sure is Chicago's is bad. I don't know yet on Green Bay. You know, Aaron Rodgers plays tonight, and I feel like people are going to make a comparison between Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. Totally unfair. Aaron Rodgers plays a really good team in Buffalo. Jordan Love was gifted an easy start here. I think it's a great start for Jordan Love. So much more to be determined.
2: And then for the Justin Fields love out there, well...
0: Is it his fault?
2: I, I... I can't tell. It's
0: I, a damn Bears uniform. You can't play can't quarterback tell. with that.
2: I I want to like him, and I I do like him, but I want to believe that he can take the mm. next step, and that this is going to look different. And it just really didn't look yep. a lot different.
0: Yeah. I well, first of all, Chase Claypool, who they traded for last year, yeah, former still ceiling, a zero, total disaster, Z- a zero 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 box score. He's bad. DJ Moore in the limited action where you actually saw him. He's really good. I actually you, get, you got a game. You got a game plan to him.
2: I get. I checked at one point. I'm sorry to st- step on you. I ch- I checked at one point. Is DJ more hurt? Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I don't understand where where is he, and this is not just because I took DJ Moore over three and a half receptions as my prop. Would I tell you how wrong I was with my bets this week? I mean, I guess it's good if you're going to be wrong, just be really wrong.
0: Well, it's funny because that that wrong was one of the key storylines of the week. <laughs> I know. Do you see DJ Moore in the locker room afterwards? Gave like, I don't know what's going on here. It feels like he already regrets it. That could not have been a worse start. Well, listen, it's not like the the
2: Panthers are doing any better. His old team don't look very good either.
0: It doesn't matter. The Panthers could go 0-17. The Bears, it's their time to show up, or you have to completely change everything.
2: Two Tonys in the chat said, Maggie lost money. I mean, big time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my totals that I'm betting is not very big, so I'm always going to be okay here. I don't let it get out of hand. But I was loud wrong on all my bets. Big, big wrong.
0: Wait, wait, wait. What were your three bets? The DJ Moore one, I can't believe that didn't hit. That's shocking.
2: That was shocking. I also had the uh, Bengals and Browns over. So stupid. That's that's my own fault.
0: That one's on you because you probably...
2: Can't bet overs on the first uh, week one. So stupid. And my other was I had Denver and I laid the four. And now Stu's showing up today in the Raiders shirt. (laughs) I can't believe you're back on with the Raiders, Stu. One win, a one-point win, and you've abandoned all of the tanking for Caleb?
0: I have to uh, support the team in their you know, endeavors to try to win the Super Bowl until next week when <laughs> they lose, Bowl. and then they lose like 10 in a row. Then I'll be back on the tanking bandwagon. I you know, mean, first Raiders of all... Raiders-Bills next week. Oh, yeah. East the Raiders Coast too. Well, I,
2: let's just see what happens tonight.
0: The Raiders were by far the better team. Josh McDaniels is the only thing that kept that game close, which is very yeah. surprising to me. Russell Wilson looked okay. I, I have no problem with Russell Wilson. I just said Denver couldn't really stop the Raiders. Only the Raiders could stop the Raiders. Devontae Adams is so good. You
2: just forget. I mean, it's not like you forget the Devontae Adams, but like he is so good. It does not matter who is throwing passes his way. And Jimmy, this is the healthiest he's going to be all year, probably. So he looked good. I thought the, this might seem like a nitpick, but I don't think it is. I thought what Sean Payton did to start that game was so awful, just Mm. awful. It Why? was so egotistical. If you're Sean Payton and how he started the game was with an onside kick, right? Okay, what is Sean Payton most known for as being a coach in the NFL? If there was one play yeah, that was defining kick, right. Sean Payton,
0: and the Super Bowl against Indy,
2: right? Second half of the of the Super Bowl, yeah. they start with an onside kick, totally changes the momentum. Saints go on to win, beat Peyton Manning. I thought him starting with the onside kick was such a look at me moment for him. Like, this is supposed to be about the team. This is supposed to be about you resurrecting Russell Wilson. This is about getting Denver back to a Super Bowl team or at least a playoff team. Let's start there. A playoff team. And to do the remember my big call from Super Bowl 44, like it matters, was such a me over the team moment. I loathed it. I Mm. did not like it at all. It was so just ego. And the fact that it didn't, convert and it was unsuccessful just was like the universe telling Sean Payton this was a bad move. Well, it sent a bad message.
0: Well, I think he was saying this is like a new year. We're going to do things differently my way here, but that's not my problem. How about the fact that they didn't, they barely scored a point in the second half oh, against the Raiders defense. I know. I think the Raiders looked at the tape in the first half and said, Oh my gosh, your receivers are so awful. Oh, we're just going to start crowding in. Yep then there's nothing they can do because there yeah, was no Jerry no Jared Judy. Judy. So was, and Williams it's, is still coming back. And Dalton just got hurt at the tight end. So yeah. then it was just basically Cortland Sutton or nothing. Javante Williams looked okay. But, yeah, I actually didn't bother me that much, but I, I feel like I was watching the same Denver team from last year. Like, they might as well have been hacking on the sideline. They lost 17-16 <laughs> last, <laughs> last year that. week one to the Seahawks.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. maybe this is the time where we announce that we're going to be doing a new weekly award. What's that? the weekly award for the Nathaniel Hackett oh, yeah. Award for coach who should be fired after week one. but Definitely
0: should have gone for maybe it. Maybe
2: we do this. There was a time they kicked like a 54-yarder or something. I'm like, not the same, but close.
1: <laughs> Definitely should have gone for
2: uh-huh. it. Almost a 64-yarder. Um, so and wait, I uh... think this week's Nathaniel Hackett Award for coach who should be fired after week one, it's not going to be Sean Payton, even though I hated, hated the onside's kick. It's got to be Matt Eberflus just circling back around to our Bears conversation. This dude's dead in the water.
0: Yeah, I don't totally blame Matt Iberflew. I think the GM has made some terrible moves. I mean, the Chase Claypool trade was was bad. It doesn't look like they know what to do with DJ Moore. It uh, doesn't look like the Justin Fields pick. So I'm going to blame the GM, too. But Iberflus is definitely taking it. I still don't understand why they hired a defensive guy when you're chronically plagued with bad offense. They need an offensive guy there.
2: Absolutely. So we can just fast forward this thing, and we can just hand Matt Iberflus the Nathaniel Hackett Award for coach who should be fired after week one. By definitely way. should
0: have gone for it. By the way, he's getting some competition at West. Brandon Saley better get his act. <laughs> oh. He better win a darn challenge before this thing is over.
2: We'll get to that in just a moment. A lot more to do here on Maggie and Perloff. Coming up next, Perloff goes against the green. You don't want to miss it. It is Maggie and Perloff. Want to watch the show? Come on in. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You can always download the absolutely free Odyssey app. It's crystal clear. We're on SiriusXM channel 158. And of course, on our amazing CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Coast to coast. Don't move. We're back with Against the Grain after this.
1: Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. Auto zone restrictions apply. I think that our, uh, our award, Nathaniel Hackett, earliest coach to be fired, yes. is going to catch fire here, Maggie.
2: Yeah, let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Jay is in Alaska. He's got a nominee for the Nathaniel Hackett Award for Coach Who Should Be Fired After Week 1. Hey, Jay. How's it going? What's up? Who you got for us?
3: Hey, man. Uh, I, I love what you, uh, you know, Flu's very much a strong candidate. Thank you. But I got to put in a vote for my boy Josh, M- the McClown boy, for the Raiders. <laughs> I'm a diehard Raider fan. What a freaking idiot! How do you <laughs> get True. Michael Mayer on your team? One of the best tight ends in the world, and you don't use him in the game. How do you have? Well, he's a rookie. Uh, he's playing in his first how game. Do you have Hunter- how do you have a Hunter Renfro and don't throw the ball to him? It's like he's a little five-year-old who got a shiny new ball. Oh, I got Jacoby Myers. I got Jacoby Myers. Let's throw the ball to him 18, 15 freaking times. I got Devontae Adams. I got Devontae. Like, he did nothing but throw the ball to Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams the whole freaking game.
2: Well, Devontae he's Adams, you can so understand, deep. Jay, but Jacoby Myers is the new, uh, who's our guy, Mac, uh, from last year, came in without the shoes on?
0: Oh, Matt Collins. Matt
2: Collins, yeah. He's the new Matt Collins. And by the way, Jacoby Myers almost got killed yesterday. He took a huge shot over the middle and had to be helped off the field. That was scary.
0: I agree, right. by the way. I, Josh McDaniels. Oh, Jay. Right.
2: Thank you, Jay. Appreciate
3: it. ball around.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have Josh Jacobs on my Thank fantasy you. team, and I swear it's unbelievable the situations where they don't give him the ball and yeah. they try something fancy. Uh, that being said, they could trip into being a decent team. Uh, Max Crosby is great isn't it funny that they could just talent their way to a nine and eight record? Who knows? Well,
2: that was always the big variance with the Raiders where like, it feels like they're going for it. Yet they're one Jimmy yep. G, you know, injury away when Jimmy had to leave the game and Brian Hoyer came on Stu, where you're just like, uh Oh, this is it. But then Jimmy came right back out.
0: Yeah, it was six play it was like six or seven plays into the game and he was already hurt. I'm like, You've gotta be kidding me. This couldn't even last one game, but <laughs> but it did. And then he uh limped off a little. Uh he got sacked and I think he like twisted his ankle and was limping around. I was like, here we go. It hurt again, but luckily he uh he came back.
2: Listen, I think it's gonna be Floos is gonna be the first coach fire. Not that we're like rooting for people to lose their jobs, but like sometimes you're just watching this, like, how can this be? I can't be thinking this from the couch and it's and I can't be like understanding this better than the coach. I know I don't know enough football to do that, and I I feel like I'm right.
0: Oh, yeah. There's definitely something wrong there. I mean, maybe the Packers are a really good team. The Packers certainly have defensive players that could explain it. Fields did finally get some passing yards going. Give them a little bit of time. It is week one. I don't like... Overreact, you know I don't like Uh, overreaction, but I gotta tell you, right
2: about, I right about Hackett last year.
0: I gotta no, you were more on the hack. I was defending Hackett the first two weeks. The third week it became impossible. (laughs) I gotta tell you though, Iberflus, I didn't get coming into the year either. I didn't quite get it when they hired him, but defensive guys is just really hard. I I think it's an offensive league, so if you hire Matt Iberflus, you better bring an offensive genius with you. And Luke Getz is not that guy.
2: No, all right, let's get to against the great.
3: Against the Grain.
0: Okay. I have three points here in Against the Grain. Wow. Number one. I already, by the way, I already gave my Giants just lost that badly because of the rain. I'm not even going to include that in Against the Grain. That's well, been for an a overarching. a new audience. That's what, this is not part of Against the Grain, but the Giants are not going to lose 40 to nothing in dry land to the Cowboys. Game. <laughs> okay. It's not going to be 40 to nothing. It'll probably be 33-13, but that was ridiculous. Okay. Similar vein. Number one. The Pittsburgh Steelers got blown up by San Francisco, and I'm not worried about my Super Bowl pick at all. Not even the slightest bit. Because what you saw on Sunday was a super version of the San Francisco 49ers. You are never going to see a team with Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, they're never all going to be running around together again because none of those guys are going to stay healthy. They just happen to run into an all-pro team of healthy 49ers. (laughs) That doesn't exist. Christian McCaffrey is not running for 80 yards on you week 13. You know why? Because he's going to be on the bench, Maggie. There's no way. So the Steelers lost to the super team of Niners, which never stays together. There's no Fred Warner is actually a human missile. I know people throw that <laughs> around. There's no way. So the Steelers ran into this ridiculous, ridiculous defense. I think that game was an anomaly. I think San Francisco, when they're fully healthy, is the best team in the league. Pittsburgh, I'm not worried. Their offensive coordinator is terrible. I agree. Kenny Pickett is going to be look so much better every other game except for this one because of San Francisco. Buying that at all?
2: Uh, I buy that this is like the super version of the 49ers because yeah. you're right that... The fact that everyone would stay healthy, that's just not with the history of this team and with the history of McCaffrey. I was really impressed with Brock Purdy, though. I mean, he only threw for 220 yards, but the two touchdowns, no picks. I mean...
0: Yeah, but I got to tell you, TJ Watt, I know the game was out of control. TJ Watt started to get to them really hard. I mean, Strip sacked him in the third quarter. I think Pittsburgh just got hit in the face in the beginning of the game. And unlike the Giants, at least they were trying for most of the rest of the game. I think that was an anomaly. I think they faced the worst team. I think they're going to pick it up. Uh, Kenny Pickett only threw one touchdown and two picks. Yeah, but he at least he was 31 for 46 for 232. Okay, so there's some completions here. No, nah? right. uh,
2: yeah, I mean,
0: I'm telling you, wait till you, that's like playing. Uh, it's playing a impossible defense that you're going to look better against every other defense in the league. I, I think Pittsburgh is going to be okay.
2: It was a really tough one out of the gate. Okay, what's your next one?
0: Okay. Uh, number two is loss of the week. This is maybe the most impressive feat, most important feat of week one. It was nothing that Dallas did. It was not Tua and Tyreek Hill. For the Cardinals to find a way to lose against Washington when they were <laughs> killing them. They were that winning game, that entire game.
2: Weirdly entertaining.
0: They were winning the entire game and had another chance at the end, but they said no. We are not going to win this game. No. You can't make us win this game.
2: You can't mess that up.
0: I know it's Josh Harris's first game as a commander's owner. I mean, Cardinals were probably the better team. The whole game looked like a college game.
2: How come Josh Dobbs like never looks like he just got to the place he got to four days ago?
0: I have no idea. But the Cardinals were clearly on their way to winning that game in the fourth quarter and I think intentionally pulled back or something. Because <laughs> hey, you, you probably watched a bunch of that with me too, like I did. I felt like the car, oh my gosh I'm like the Cardinals are blowing it, they're blowing it, they're blowing it. but then they came back to Earth. they are set on that number one pick Maggie. nothing is gonna get in their way.
2: I respect it weirdly. I mean, I yeah. don't like losing on purpose is probably not something we should ever ascribe to in our professional sports. but Josh Dobbs, 21 for 30, 130 yards, like nothing. <laughs> yeah like no no touchdowns, no interceptions. but like didn't look totally incompetent. I don't know. Am I crazy?
0: Yeah, I mean, when the coach ran out and blocked one of his passes in the fourth <laughs> quarter, I when knew something was odd. Yeah, Okay, uh, my third and last point. Are you ready for the most awkward draft night ever next year? Because there are three teams who drafted quarterbacks this year who are going to be in the mix next year, high of the draft. Mm. I'm telling you right now, Bryce Young is not going to win a handful of games there in Carolina. CJ Stroud is not going to win any games in Houston. Yeah, and Anthony Richardson, who is the best of the lot by far. Yep, he can't keep this. He's going to get hurt, Maggie. He was hurt at the end of the game. He is such a big target. He reminds me of Cam Newton uh, in the second half of his career. All three rookie quarterbacks, I, except for Richardson, really struggled. I don't see any positive silver lining out of anything I saw on. On Sunday. Wow. And especially now he was
2: jumping to conclusions.
0: CJ Stroud, there was a point he had seven completions for six yards. Yeah. I mean, that offense has no prayer whatsoever. So what are you doing this year?
2: No, I mean. You're going to be
0: terrible, and you gave up your draft pick. Both teams, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, both teams gave away their draft pick, and they're going to give the other team a top five pick.
2: Well, I mean, but here's the thing, right? You got to hope that these guys pay off it's not just a one-year project. That's why I think you have to grade on a curve a little bit. But do mm. you think after one game that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are in danger of losing their jobs? Is no, that the, what you're you saying? No, can't,
0: you can't take the job away from No, them. you
2: can't take the job no, away. No, no, no. See, that's not. why I always thought it was a better idea for the for the Carolina Panthers to start your guy, Andy mm. Dalton.
0: You're so right. Because that's exactly the problem. Carolina is now stuck where they got to run with this thing. And it puts Bryce Young in sort of a dangerous position because they're going to be losing a lot of games. Same with C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud on that offense was not ready at all. Yep. I don't know what they're trying to achieve. Maybe get the, uh, let the guys get some lumps on the field. And Anthony Richardson was spectacular, but he's very vulnerable physically.
2: Oh, my God. Even Trevor Lawrence, reportedly after the game, told him, Hey, great game. Mm. You made some nice plays. You got to protect yourself or you're going to get killed. Yeah. And that's what Trevor Lawrence said. Lawrence, who's 6'5", you know, 230.
0: If you're going to trade your number one pick for next year, like the Texans did to get Will Anderson, yeah, like you would think that you wouldn't have a top five pick. You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't give up that. Or you got to
2: trade them Cleveland's pick. (laughs) Like that was that was the the pick, right? For the 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 last one of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I just
0: I feel like these guys. it doesn't matter. Rookie quarterback, you're right. They should have time to develop. But these situations, Houston's offense, I think the Houston's defense with Demico Ryans look great. But their offense, I was like, oh, this isn't even close to ready. So I would love a veteran to take those lumps and then bring those guys in later.
2: So the one thing with, I guess the one thing with C.J. Stroud is... Man, you have to come out of the gate and play the Ravens. It's kind of like facing like Mike Tyson's punch out. Like you're Boom. going right to the like master level there in terms yep. of defense. So that wasn't doing them any favors either. They were losing that game no matter what.
0: I mean, they they battled. They, Maybe it, it would have looked a
2: little bit better if they weren't facing like perennially one of the best defenses in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, they shut down Lamar.
2: And meanwhile, though, yeah. like the Ravens unfortunately get hit by the injury bug.
0: Oh. Unfortunately, but predictably,
2: I know J.K. Dobbins going to be out for the year. That's on the offensive side with a torn Achilles. That
0: is so tragic. And who is was Finally, fought his way back.
2: It, it, horrible. And then who was it? Williams, the DB,
0: Marcus Williams, torn Peck. torn They're... Peck.
2: So such a tough injury to come back yeah. from.
0: Marlon Humphrey, who's one of their real MVPs on defense, cornerback. He's still out though. He they I read that he might come back week two. Ronnie Stanley, the key one,
2: by left tackle, hurt his Always knee. Hurt.
0: Hurt his knee, but it's not an ACL. So they're excited about, I mean, not excited, but that was good news. But the thing is, once the Ravens start getting a couple injuries, it always becomes a landslide. I'm worried this new Todd Munkin offense isn't going to have time to set in. I, I was not encouraged by what I saw at all on Sunday. They, It
2: looks the same Yeah, or very similar. I was expecting like major changes for the Ravens offense. Like, oh, this is going to look yeah. really different. It didn't look really different. Zay Flowers looked good and Odell had a really nice catch, but it didn't look that different. But yeah. it, again, going back to the rookie quarterbacks that you just mentioned, are these going to be some awkward drafts because yeah. these guys didn't look that great? I, I really think that out of all of them, Richardson has the best shot
0: yeah if you if you didn't know anything about their pass in college the fact that Bryce Young won a Heisman and you just saw those three games and ask ask me or if I asked you who would be the number one overall out of those three guys who would you have said well
2: I guess Richardson but
0: eyeballing it by far just
2: by eyeballing it but again this is why I would have started Davis Mills and this is why I would have started Andy Dalton and again I might even have started Gardner Minshew in Indianapolis I did not think you had to start those three guys
0: Yeah, I mean, Anthony Richardson at least can be mobile, I guess.
2: I know, but he might get hurt.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then, you know, he's got to protect himself. By the way, I won, I picked them. Yeah. And it was 31 21, and the Colts were running down the field. They got to the two yard line with 30 seconds left to score a touchdown. And Gardner Minshew came in and threw two, uh, three incompletions. Yep, it saved my bet.
2: <laughs> I saw.
0: Betting is a dicey proposition,
2: man. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Jay is in Alabama. Jay, what's up, dude?
3: Man, I thought I'd be able to call in with a, with another Crybaby Monday report and give you the wham, wham, wham. But I got to give them credit. Like, the 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 road tide, half of Alabama right now, they, they're not crying about nothing. They're they really, like, They really like facing reality. Hmm. You know what I mean? They're being real about it. They're not, you know what I mean? There's there's no, they're not crying. They're they're basically kind of like, like, okay with it. I mean, but I will tell you, they're not crying, but they're plotting and scheming down here. Like, first of all, they're calling for um, Nick Saban to go ahead and retire after this year. Everybody's already saying that. But who they want him to replace? They're not, they don't want Dabo Sweeney anymore because they've been talking. Can't do that. They've been talking.
2: He doesn't go in the transfer talking, portal.
3: Man, they've been talking Davo swing. Years. <laughs> one now, they want somebody to go out to Colorado and offer like Prime so much money you can't turn it down and have him take over the job.
2: Wow. Jay, life and comes at you fast, man. You got Colorado, two big wins, another big one over Nebraska that everyone insists was very personal for Colorado, Jay, thank you for the full oh, call.
0: No, but get out. <laughs> Everybody insists. Anybody not wearing a Colorado uniform insists that. <laughs> Every, they insist it's personal, but they're just making up random bulletin board material.
2: Well, let's hear Dion Sanders. Stu cut seven. Dion, this was him pregame.
3: If you say something about his kids, it's personal. <laughs> but the reason it's so personal to me is they say something about my kids. You think going to let them talk about y'all and they ain't going to be personal? You think I'm going to let them doubt y'all and they ain't going to be personal? You think I'm going to let them they say y'all and they ain't going to get personal? You think I'm going to let them say all the stuff that
2: they said that we don't have and we prove that we have? <laughs> and it went on and on from there. Dion making it very personal. And now he is going to, he's who the fans want to take over for Nick Saban.
0: Oh, okay. Let's. I don't know that all Alabama fans are already on board. Of D- Let's not state that like that's a fact.
2: No, but I imagine that Alabama fans had to be feeling some type of way. Jay said that no. not everyone's totally in their feelings, but had to be feeling some type of way of losing to Texas in that fashion. Yeah, I mean... At like, home, doesn't uh, happen for Alabama, not under Nick Saban.
0: Well, I can understand why they wouldn't be crying. They clearly got outplayed. And yep. the amazing thing is they got beat on the lines. Yes. What does Alabama get beat on the lines by a Big 12 team? This five-and-a-half-star five left tackle, Caden Proctor, just got destroyed all night long. Couldn't run the ball. Their quarterback doesn't seem like he's ready to go. You
2: know, he speaking of Anthony Richardson, yeah. he kind of reminds me a little bit of Anthony yeah. Richardson, Jalen Milrow. He does have a big arm, and he can run. Oh, it's, it's just putting it all together has not happened
0: yet. Yeah, he, he looks spectacular when he runs. Uh, By the way, back to Prime for one second. Yes. How are they going to generate this kind of Bolton board material every week? We can, it's personal against what is bound to be a 1-11 in Nebraska team. How are they going to make everything personal? Because if he uses up all that Baltimore material now, what's going to happen? He's got a whole season of this.
2: Come on. He's a Hall of Famer. You don't think that Deion Sanders is going to be, is also Hall of Fame at finding Ways to make it, you know, put a chip on these guys' shoulder.
0: Can he really do this every week at this level, though? Like Arizona State or something that they have no, a program that he and his son and Colorado have no connection to whatsoever. He can make it. He can make it personal.
2: So week one, it was because Kendall Bryles, the offensive coordinator for TCU, uh, didn't pay attention to Shador Sanders at a football camp like five years ago. This week it was a couple things. Matt Rule apparently said, you know, he'd never allow cameras in the locker room and he can't understand why anyone would do that. Clear shot at Dion, who's got cameras following him everywhere. And also the fact that the Nebraska Cornhuskers came and congregated right on the Buffalo's, you know, logo. And Shador Sanders didn't like that. This is why he said it was personal.
3: I said a lot of things about my pops. The program, but now that he want to act nice, I don't, I don't, I don't respect that because you hating on another man, you shouldn't do that. So it was just all respect was gone for them in the program. Now I like playing against their DC. I like playing against them, but respect level, it ain't, it ain't
2: there because you disrespected this person. There
0: you go, Matt. Matt Rule was hating on Deion Sanders. Does anybody remember this giant scandal?
2: And defensive coordinator Tony White getting it there too.
0: Yeah. Matt, I don't remember any Matt rule, Dion. Maybe there was some. I mean, mild. Was that like a great feud that I wasn't aware of?
2: Uh, he, I think that he he did respond to it. By the way, uh, Matt Rule did. He said that, um, basically to have the Colorado to have the Nebraska players congregate on the Buffalo. He said we do it at every stadium. We go to the middle of the field and we pray for blessings. They came in, I asked them if they wanted I asked Shador if they wanted to pray with us and it was this all got misconstrued. So he claims they do this everywhere they go. Shador didn't like the fact that they were congregating on the logo.
0: Yeah, I mean this is we are stretching now for rivalry <laughs> material. What's it gonna do with Colorado State?
2: <laughs> They'll find something.
0: Co- oh, Colorado, Colorado State. This is this is the rivalry. This is what really gets you for the rights to the bragging rights of Colorado. If they say anything like that, I don't know if I can handle this anymore.
2: It is going to be interesting to see Colorado now 2-0, 20-point favorite against Colorado State, but the Deion Sanders to replace Nick Saban, I absolutely love it. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, we're giving out a, uh, well, something that we never thought we'd get to. Perloff and I fess up. What did we get wrong from the weekend? Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Got a rust, robust, of me, conversation going on. Not just here, but also in our chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. If you want to watch along with the show. Terrible loss for Alabama against Texas. Perloff on Saturday night. Not used to seeing Nick Saban lose out of conference games at home or just games at home in general. Yeah. I know that Texas is going to join the SEC, but that's not until next year where Texas and Oklahoma are coming in It was a touchdown game. Alabama was a touchdown favorite, and they were really manhandled. And it's weird to see. It's also weird to see Alabama not having a slam dunk awesome quarterback because we've gotten used to that over the last few years, going from Jalen Hurts to Tua to Mac Jones to Bryce Young.
0: Yeah, I mean, actually, I wasn't so worried about the quarterback. I was worried about the quarterback, but the line just got manhandled by Texas. Of course, you know, they have four and five star guys at every position. Their left tackle is supposed to be a future number one. He was a disaster. They couldn't run at all. So it does feel, uh, as someone alluded to earlier in the hour, it feels like maybe this is getting towards the end for Saban. I hate to say it off one game, but if they lose at home, that you know shark said after the game he had a great line he's like i didn't want to tell my team that they're 52 and one in yeah. this situation <laughs> in tuscaloosa so it does feel like it's coming out now wait if we're going to talk at, uh jay and alabama a good friend said that the uh, callers are calling into the local radio and saying dion now if you're alabama and you are going to replace saban is that a program that has to bring in somebody with some alabama experience because there's about 40 head coaches who were at alabama well, well
2: that's like the kingmaker job now, yeah. right? Is to be offensive coordinator, offensive analyst at yeah. Alabama. That means you're basically going. No, I I think that they would definitely call Dion. I don't think that you need to have Alabama ties at all. This isn't this this in this age, and also you know again the the Dabo Sweeney thing. I think Dabo is a good coach, but the shine has come off Dabo just a little bit, yeah, definitely. Because listen, I mean you start off your season with a loss to Duke. I mean that's not great, but also just because they haven't replicated yep. the type of success that they had when it was Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence.
0: No, Dabba's was a hall of fame coach. So yep. we two titles at a school like Clemson is unbelievable. And
2: beat beat Nick Saban. Yeah. One of those. But I mean, listen,
0: if you're going to go to guys who were there before, it's Steve Sarkeesian. It's going to be hot. And I know he's at Texas, one of the richest schools in the country. Uh, Mario Cristobal, all of a sudden is hot again in Miami. Yeah. He was at Alabama. Beat uh, A&M. Yeah. And I, he wasn't at Alabama. But Lincoln Riley feels like they would make that call as well.
2: See, I don't think, though, guys who are where they are, I don't know if going to Alabama is such a slam dunk from those places. Now, like, know, I'd but... love to be at USC. I'd love to be at Texas. I mean, Mario Cristobal's got a special connection with Miami, so I don't know if he would leave that easily.
0: I mean, come on. He, I mean, he'd leave Miami for Alabama. He was at Alabama for five years, I think. These guys – uh, and Sark, too he is a really fond spot, you know. But Nick Saban sort of saved his career yes, by bringing true. him in. I, I definitely think there's a there's He's a done draw that to of you guys though,
2: Lane Kiffin too, and I don't think Lane's going. Well, I, I, why? I,
0: I know Lane is unlikely, but I wouldn't rule Lane out either. Why not? He's a good coach.
2: I think the this is the Deion Sanders effect though, right? Because this is like he is doing something that. No one's ever done before in terms of the turnover on his team and how he's able been able to get them play to play at the super high level when you've got fifty five new guys on or eighty five new guys on the team.
0: Wait, wait, wait! When you say this is what is the Dion In fact, what are you talking about?
2: Like the fact that he would be mentioned and that people would be clamoring allegedly in Alabama, people oh. would be clamoring to have him come coach the team. I mean, that wasn't happening when he was at Jackson State. It's all because of this particular, I want to say it's like a, an experiment almost that's happening where he's had this unprecedented turnover and he's coached them to a 2-0 start, you start to wonder if these were all Dion's guys, if he had a little bit of time, mm. what could the ceiling be?
0: Right, and also he's got the entire American media scene 100% rooting for him.
2: Well, so did Saban all those years. So wow.
0: Sab- Nick Saban. Mr. Grumpy. You don't Mr. think, that, Grumpy, you don't think Sa- that
2: the media helped Alabama?
0: You think the media helps? Is supporting Nick Saban like they support Deion Sanders?
2: I think that there is definitely there was definitely a love for Saban. No, he's no, no. crotchety. No,
0: the media was all mad at Saban for the way he left the Dolphins, and he's also <laughs> I don't know about he's that. also the big, oh, are you kidding me? He was totally uh, he villainized for that, and then he's the most crotchety guy. There's, the, I think they're night and day the way they're. They're sort of received by the media. No, Nobody no, no. likes Nick Saban.
2: No, because people love dynasties, though, and yeah, people yeah, yeah. love winners. And you even came on the Alabama bandwagon, and you're part of the media.
0: Yeah, I I like the Alabama because I like some of the players, but Nick Saban's basically <laughs> Bill Belichick. I mean, you're saying that, like, Bill, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are identical twins. He's nothing like Dion. Is like Mister Sunshine, Mister Quotable, Mister Incredible Story. Not, Nick Saban is nothing like any of that.
2: No, but the there was there is a love I think for Alabama and the dynasty. Yeah, and definitely. The, d, and the and the respect from Saban. Dion, of course, there's nobody like Dion. He's doing things in his own mm. way, and the fact that now his popularity, which was already at a fever pitch, has gotten even bigger than that. Our pal Ryan is in Santa Barbara. Ryan, what's up? Maggie and Perloff, what's going on on this epic Monday? <laughs> well, listen, oh, I'm sure you're probably in uh, oh, just basking you know in the glow, the Brock
3: Purdy starting. glow. <laughs> Brock Purdy MVP? <laughs> Let's go. You know he's the real deal, and so are the Niners. I, have, <laughs> I want to know what your guys' top 10 power rankings are. I'll give you my top five now, starting with the Niners for sure after that romping going into Pittsburgh and smushing them 30 to 7 then I'll go with I'll go with Perloff's Eagles at number two just to give them a little bone although it wasn't a pretty performance by that offense and then three I hate to do it but the Cowboys just with that D. I was gonna say Ryan four. if you don't
2: make the Cowboys two or three you're just being a hater I gave them the three <laughs> you know they deserve to, to be
3: too I like Although Desha- Deshaun Watson still didn't look all that great. Uh I'll go with the Browns at four and the Chiefs at five.
2: Wow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Chiefs off a loss.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Yay. You're doing top five power. You're saying the Browns are better than the Chiefs? Wait, this is a power <laughs> ranking. This isn't a who are you just saying who look Ryan's Who had doing the best it for the week, clicks. How week one looked? Or are you talking about like moving forward?
2: He's, this is his personal forward. top five right now. No, he Ryan. said
0: moving forward. You <laughs> so you think the Browns Go right are going better than the Chiefs? Am I hearing this right?
2: <laughs> Ryan, the chat is telling me do not get in the van. I'm not going to listen. I will get in the van. Ryan, thank you so much for the phone call with his top five. Power rankings.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Okay. I think the Cowboys
2: is, won, by the way. San Francisco, too.
0: So Neck you're and saying, neck. Wow, so you already have the Cowboys and the Niners ahead of the Chiefs?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, listen, the Chiefs lost. They lost to the Lions. It's
0: not a standings, it's a power rankings.
2: Well, maybe your criteria is different than me and Ryan's.
0: No, but I think, I, I'm being actually dead serious. you think that right now the Cowboys are the Super Bowl favorites? Like, if you had a to do this?
2: I already picked them to win the Super Bowl, and that was before the game.
0: So they should be listed ahead of uh, of the Chiefs and the Eagles? Uh, I mean, yeah, you picked them, but... Yes,
2: and off of week one performance, yeah, they they put a throttling on a fellow playoff team from a year ago. They smoked them. Wow.
0: There I mean, go. listen, I, I thought the Chiefs played really bad, but I was not ready to downgrade them that much already. to To spy behind the Browns?
2: Uh, Okay, coming up, we start a new segment where Perloff and I fess up to all of our sins. What did we get wrong from the weekend? We'll do that next. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, you, CBS Sports Radio.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?